You're listening to Sunnyside Up, a B2B podcast that brings together real-world insights to help go-to-market professionals evolve and stay up-to-date on the latest trends. Join us as we bring you the best practices and proven techniques from industry experts and practitioners. Today's episode is made possible by Demandbase. Demandbase is transforming the way B2B companies go to market by enabling customers to embrace modern digital sales and marketing with a complete end-to-end suite of products. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Sunnyside Up. I'm your host, Shubhank, and today I'm super excited to talk to Natalie Yancey on what does it take to be a leader in today's world. Natalie Yancey's career in media sales and leadership spans over 25 years. She is a senior sales director and currently leads a team of enterprise account executives at Below and Company, a media sales and marketing services agency. Natalie has spent almost as many years serving causes that she is passionate about, such as improving public schools and child wellness causes. Natalie, I'm super excited to talk to you. Very welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Nashi, yes, I'm actually kind of looking into your LinkedIn profile and before we connected earlier. So I really am excited to talk about a lot of things and learn a lot of stuff from you in terms of sales and other topics that you've learned over a period of time. So let's get started. So first thing that comes to my mind is that as per your understanding, Nati, what is your definition of a leader in today's world? That is a great question to start a conversation because I feel like the key word is today's world. Those are the key words. Leaders are just being challenged in in ways we've never expected. We're leading virtually. We're leading around individual preferences, mask or no mask. (laughs) We're having to lead with empathy as our teams struggle to confront, you know, all sorts of issues from family health to work-life balance. You know, their kids are behind them in the background working on schoolwork because they can't go to school. Also dealing, you know, just managing people who are going through maybe loss of loved ones. And so I would just say my definition would be holding yourself accountable to a new level of service to your team. You're helping them navigate new realities while ensuring that team goals and initiatives are being achieved. So that's brilliant. You're totally right because in today's world, leader is not just about kind of assigning the task to his subordinates. It's also about being being a person who could inspire as well as be a support, as well as like get to talk to talk to someone who's who's able to understand all, all the kind of things that are happening in his subordinates world. So that's that's totally understandable. Right. Well, it just I feel like with knowledge of your industry, knowledge of of whatever it is that you do is just the beginning. You know, it's the foundation and it's probably why you are a leader to some extent. But if you really want to be a great leader, it goes far beyond just knowledge of a topic or knowledge of an industry, because all of us can, you know, be well informed. But I think leadership goes to another level and a great leader goes to even another level of relating to people, motivating people and getting people to be their best selves you know, motivating and getting an entire team to be their best. Yep. Can't agree more about that. That's brilliantly said. Thanks. So being a sales executive at an advertisement and marketing agency, Natalie, so what sort of challenges do you face on a daily basis? Well, this sort of goes along with the past question because it's all about, you know, today's world as well. I'll try to compartmentalize and categorize some because the challenges are vast. You know, the people problems and things like that never changes. We always have people and personnel issues, but the stress is now heightened with your team and your clients, right? They're now in an even more challenging environment to show profit, uh, to be efficient in what they're buying. 
and to make something happen more quickly. So I would just say the business challenges go along with our clients' business challenges, which is that lack, in some cases, lack of inventory, lack of goods and services so that they can keep their, yeah, can keep their their economy moving the way it did pre-COVID. Also, some of our clients completely shut down, right? Some of them didn't recover. So that's been a major challenge for my team. We had some clients who were very loyal to us who just were not able to continue business as they knew it. Fortunately, I'm in Dallas. We have a very strong economic market. We also had businesses that because of COVID grew and because of COVID expanded. So we were able to overcome some of the challenges more easily, but every day it's something new. I want to add to that just the new challenge of digital marketing. As Facebook and Google have gone into a very new world with internet privacy, protections are becoming more and more constrictive. We're constantly evolving in how we're going to deliver best performance for client campaigns. Social used to be a no-brainer in targeting, and now that's becoming more and more challenging. So I would just say that new challenge is just having to stay really glued in on updates, trends, what's going on every single step of the the privacy issue so that we can make some swift decisions and optimize based on data, you know, ensuring that best client performance. That's true. Natalie, I just recollected that you you were into marketing and advertising agency. And in that industry, probably you would have taken a huge hit because of the pandemic. And I've, I've heard companies just withdrawing all the, all the investments that they were planning to make on the advertisements and marketing. So what was that effect on your company and how did it turn around the stuff for you? Definitely, we were impacted as our clients were. So as their business had to change, their business model, their delivery models, you know, restaurants now only doing takeout. If that all events canceled, our national retailers were hit pretty hard. Some clients we realized had absolutely no real e-commerce presence or strategy. So we definitely took a hit on the revenue line. I would just say that we were very fortunate or I felt very fortunate to work for a company that has been invested in their business for 135 years. And they took it very, very seriously to play the long game. And we just tightened our belts and weathered the storm. So we got through it. But at at some point, I believe some of our clients spend was almost in half. And even a couple of our clients, large clients were totally dark. So it was a it was a tough time. And for about maybe eight months, we were making a lot of quick decisions in how we were going to either overcome revenue loss or just get through it. There's no other way to go through something like that. It's something obviously no business has ever had to go through. So I think every single person just got through it the best they could. That's true. And uh, I think, yeah, when you're trying to understand the whole effect of pandemic, I, I still remember like we were switching between different roles and responsibilities and trying to understand what works best at that moment of time. And I think as you as you mentioned, I think it took almost around four to five months to kind of figure out what actually worked and how to generate revenue in that period of time. So that's brilliant you put across that. Right. So how do you describe sales today in relation to how it was done a decade ago or two? <laughs> Oh, this speaks speaks to my longevity, I guess, in, in the industry. But, you know, I could just go back a decade. I don't have to go back two decades because even going back two years, it's it's changed dramatically. I would just say 10 years ago, clients spent a lot of time telling you about their business, their goals. 
they were much more forthcoming with very good information about them, their business, where they're trying to go. Mm-hmm. Business moved a little differently. It was a little more, I would say, a slower pace. From the standpoint, we had multiple in-person meetings, you know, lunches, getting to know the client before we even got into let's do business, let's let's partner. And now clients are are much more, what do you have that can help my business? If that doesn't work... <laughs> And they want to do a lot of testing. And if it doesn't work, they're out, you know, in 30 days, max 60 days. So I would say it's just a much faster pace of proving your budget, proving your value. It's more cutthroat, a lot less loyalty because most clients are just, you know, how can you help my business? Which is not a bad thing. It makes us sharper. It makes us a lot more efficient. I think it makes us more data-driven and focused very clearly on the results that we're driving. Well, I, I can totally relate to that. <laughs> Being a sales guy, yeah. it's totally changed, like probably in the last seven years of my experience in sales. So I relate to, okay, how I did my first sale and how I'm doing it right now. It's like, probably as you mentioned, the last two years, I think it's changed a lot. And right now it's, it's even more, I'd say, refined and you don't have to kind of create a huge story on what you're what you're trying to sell but mm-hmm. just add value to what you're trying to do justice to your clients right i would just add to that about the user experience i'm finding more and more that if a client is not onboarded properly or the client doesn't like the way their bill looks or the client doesn't like the way their reporting looks user experience is becoming more and more important and how that client feels about doing business with you so i would just add that Companies have got to get that user experience right. It just has to be right. I think Apple and Facebook and all these other brands have capitalized on that. They truly understand how people want things to be intuitive and not to have to go, you know, 15 buttons before they get what they want. So I think that's something that we really need to stay diligent on is is just that customer experience. Totally right. I think that's that's one of the primary things that every every person in today's world needs to understand when, when he's trying to help out his clients that how what's the kind of experience a customer is having is very, very important. It doesn't matter if it's a great product, but unless and until he understands how to use it in the most simpler way, I think that is really important. Thanks for thanks for the inputs on that, Natalie. Going forward, like you are a true example of a leader, like not just at an office level, like in terms of the work levels, but you also service the public through various mediums. So, I mean, like I need to understand like a little bit more about what you do and how you are serving the whole, I'd say, public life and other other aspects of it. Sure. I am very passionate about several things. <laughs> One, helping children. It's, it's something very near and dear to me. Also improving public education. I just believe education is where every person's success starts. So as young as three years old, I'm adamant that every child has to have a better education. Mm-hmm. Just from a nonprofit standpoint, I'm on the board of our, our DMN charities. And so we help fund about 23 charities here locally. I've also worked on a strategic planning committee for a local independent school district. Most recently, I was selected for a program called Leadership Dallas, and that's an intense leadership program through the Dallas Regional Chamber. So I feel like my newest hot button is housing affordability. I'd really like to get intentional about how I can help with this issue as it continues to be a problem in our country, probably the world. I think as income has not kept up with rent and mortgage, we're seeing this new level of homelessness and it has nothing to do with people not working. It just has to do with housing affordability. So 
I'm not sure if you've kept up just with the issue in general, but I was just shocked to hear that, you know, the average family can't afford a two-bedroom apartment. And and it's getting more and more difficult to earn a living wage. So it's something that I'm very, very interested in how I can help solve, at least help people understand how to be better prepared for rent increases and and mortgage issues that they're having. Well, I think probably in the couple of meetings or kind of discussions that I've had with you, I totally believe that you could bring a good amount of change to the world with this kind of thought. So I think probably you would suggest that all the other leaders or I'd say or every any anybody to that extent who has the capacity to kind of help people out should actually think about these stuffs and do their contribution. Don't you think? Right. That. I I definitely agree with that. I feel that Actually, some of the best learnings I've had as a leader have come outside of what I do because it it's still leading and it's still developing you as a person. It, it makes you a better leader, in my opinion, when you have outside engagement and outside and community work. I just think it makes you better all around. That's true. I think listeners, you've got a very good secret to learn, okay, how to lead the whole, I'd say, life with certain simple examples from your surrounding. Natalie, that's that's totally great. It's great to hear that. So lastly, uh, I mean, when we come to the whole whole mm-hmm. understanding, so what would you suggest, uh, I mean, uh, the upcoming leaders in the sales and other, other fields to be equipped with and that you find to be the most important element to be even more successful, just like the one that you actually mentioned from the surrounding, that's, that's what you learn. Something that you've learned over a period of time. What do you think is really, really important? Oh, wow. So it's been so much. I really wanted to just kind of give the highlights on this question because I've, I've just learned, you know, so, so much. But I, w- I would say the top things, always be learning. You just can't consume enough knowledge about your field, about your competitors. So you have to always be in a learning mode. You need to share knowledge with your team, make them smarter, but everyone should be, should be growing at all times. I would say self-awareness as a leader, you have to know yourself and you need to know how you come across to others. So be very self-aware, make sure that you're in tune with how you come across to your team. Leading with empathy, I would say that has become even more important. You need to understand that your team brings their head and their heart to work. So you need to always be willing to admit, you know, you're wrong or you missed something and ask for feedback and have very meaningful one-on-one time with your team. I think leading with empathy is how we do a better job at retention for the employees that we want to keep. I would also say having a personal board of directors has helped me tremendously. And by personal, I mean These are people who you may not work with every day. They're across your organization. They may not even work in your business unit, but they are people who can help you, who can, you know, show you things that you may be missing. They're the people that can pull your coattail when they see, hey, you may want to check this out because this is going on over here and listen to their advice. So I think that's been very helpful for me in my career. I would also say be willing to take risks. Calculated, of course, but be willing to do things differently and to think differently than you have before because you can't grow and stay the same. So you always have to be willing to say, to take some level of risk in order to, to improve and to grow. And then lastly, I would just say that you have to put your team's success ahead of your own and just know that if they're successful, you will be successful. So that would be, <laughs> if I could just highlight those, probably the top ones. 
that is awesome as i mentioned to you earlier as well like if if there are certain leaders or i'd say mentors that i can actually look up to you're definitely one of those because i've kind of had a lot of discussion with you and to understand about okay what are the ways that you kind of try to understand what your team is going through and how do you really actually want to support them these are the examples of true leader and uh, something i would actually look up to in terms of understanding what are the right probably steps or what are the right decisions i got to take in my life that could actually help me grow a lot in this career so i think i think that's been a pleasure talking to you about all these all these points nightly so i think we are we are just coming to the end of the show wherein i would actually like to kind of help my listeners learn some more secret or i'd say some of the things that not many people would know about you so would you like to suggest a book blog or a newsletter or a website that you would recommend to our listeners definitely i'll send you a confident leader he is a consultant robin powell that we use here his blog his his newsletters are so impactful to me i think you know being a confident leader it doesn't happen overnight right it right. it just doesn't and and you go in and out of feeling confident as well because there will be things you just don't feel comfortable or confident about but i've really been encouraged by his writing i think a leader has to stay encouraged because a lot of times you work the hardest but you get the least uh get the least recognition and so i i do think having some resources that just kind of fill you up and build you up are important that's awesome thanks for that and if at all our listeners would actually want to get in touch with you so how could they actually connect with you I would say just find me on LinkedIn. Real easy to find me. I'm open to new connections, but when you reach out, let me know what purpose you're reaching out for. I get a lot of reach outs just to sell to me, and I I love making connections, but I would prefer someone just message me and say, "Hey, I'm trying to sell you something." So, and I'm open to meeting to about being sold to if it's relevant. So, just hit me up with a note, and I'd be happy to connect. <laughs> Awesome. I think you've given a heads up to the listeners as to what they <laughs> look up in terms of what they can expect in terms of the connecting with you. So I think that's really great. <laughs> and I mean it's it's been a great great time talking to you Natalie and thank you very much for being on the show. I really enjoyed having you on the show today. Thank you so much. It's been great. We we'll look forward for connecting once again and see you soon. Have a great day. Thank you. You as well. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Sunny Side Up. If you liked what you heard, please rate and review us and subscribe to our show on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you consume podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube and Demand Base TV.